from the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 12. Jeremiah chapter 12. We begin our reading with verse 1. Jeremiah chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. These are the words you find. Righteous art thou, O Lord, when I plead with thee. Yet, let me talk with thee of thy judgments. Wherefore doth the way of the wicked prosper? Wherefore are all they happy that deal very treacherously? Thou hast planted them. Yea, they have taken root. They grow. Yea, they bring forth fruit. Thou art near in their mouth and forth from their reins. But thou, O Lord, knowest me. Thou hast seen me and tried mine heart toward thee. Pull them out like sheep for the slaughter and prepare them for the day of slaughter. How long? Shall the land mourn and the herbs of the field of every field wither for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. The beasts are consumed and the birds because they say he shall not see our last end. Amen. Amen. I want, just for a few minutes, I want to talk from this topic, stay focused. Stay focused. I shared a few weeks ago with you one of my personal flaws. Flaw that I have always had and I still have to be careful with even now. And that flaw, my brothers and sisters, if you remember from childhood... I've always had a hard time staying focused. My, my teachers would always send notes home on my record, report card that said that uh, I was easily distracted. I've just always been that way. Stuff just sort of catches my attention. I have a hard time focusing on one thing. I, I, you remember I told you a few weeks ago that if I had been born 60 years later, I would have been diagnosed with ADD. But I also told you my parents had a cure for that. <laughs> and, and, and after all of these years, after all of these years, I'm much better now, but I still have to be careful about not getting distracted even from what I know the Lord has called me to do. I know I'm on the battlefield for the Lord. I know he has called me to do what I do. But I have to be careful that I, I don't allow anything to distract me. I don't allow anything to pull me off course. I find that I find that that's 
especially true right now as we are being exposed to wickedness unhinged. I don't know if you realize it or not. I don't know how, how, how familiar. Right now in the world we're living in, right now, wickedness has gone crazy. Wickedness is unhinged. At the highest ranks of leadership in this nation, we are experiencing a kind of wickedness that I have not seen in my lifetime. And I was raised in the segregated South. Decisions are being made for the sole purpose of hurting people, putting people in danger. Children are being kept in cages in the borders of the land of the free and the home of the brave. Yet another attempt to take away health care from poor people. Are y'all hearing me? With no plan at all as how we're going to replace it. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out, I'm still trying to figure out how one can be pro-life and pro-gun at the same time. Wickedness. Wickedness all around us. All of this while the rich gather at Mar-a-Lago <laughs> to plan more havoc. And this, and this ain't a political speech. I'm preaching out of the Bible. This is right preaching right out of the word of God. I, I, and, and, and what I have learned, what I've learned in a few years is uh, that my job is if I see something, say something. That, that's my job. If I see something, got to say something. And so they gather at Mar-a-Lago and they're planning more haggard. You, you have it. Here, here are the rich folk gathering at Mar-a-Lago planning more. And let me throw this in. Being rich ain't the problem. Wickedness is the problem. These folk, ain't no two ways about it. They are downright wicked. They have no heart or no desire to please God in any shape, form, or fashion. And, and, and then the sad thing is that that wickedness, yeah, yeah, that, that same wickedness has exposed the wickedness that's even in a portion of the body of Christ. Y'all ain't hearing this. It's even exposing some wickedness in, 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 in the body of Christ. Well, yeah, yeah, people who are saved and sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, they, either they are turning their blind eye to it or they are in there trying to help justify wickedness. Are y'all hearing me? I'll admit, I'll admit, I'll admit, I'll admit it. Let me go on and admit it. I've even had to take a break from the news. I'm on a, I'm on a fast. I, I, I'm on a fast. I, I had to stop watching the news because of the way that it is vexing my spirit to see wickedness unhinged. And, 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 and I know that I'm not by my is there anybody else here 
Is there anybody else here who can relate to where I am? Anybody, can you feel me where I am, right? And you, if you can, then you can understand what it is that Jeremiah is feeling, right? And that's why I wanted to get you to. You, you can feel now what Jeremiah is feeling here in the text. Jeremiah is approaching the Lord. And he's approaching the Lord about wicked folk. Yeah, yeah but, but in the text, if you read the text, J Jeremiah is not approaching the Lord about how we can get them saved. He's not approaching the Lord about their lost condition. He's not approaching God, yeah, about God, how do I pray for these folk? He's not approaching God. He's not even going to God. You're trying to intercede on their behalf. As a matter of fact, in a way, he's really not approaching the Lord about these people at all. What is he approaching God with? Why is he going to God with? Well, he's approaching God because he wants to understand God. I need to understand your judgment. Y'all hear me? He's approaching God concerning his judgment. He's, he's approaching God because, I, I, God, I need to get a better understanding of how you do things. I need to get a better understanding of your judgments. Y'all huh? hear me? I, 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 I'm coming, and I need to have a conversation with you about the way you do things. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm glad that we serve a God that we can talk to. I'm glad we serve a God we can talk to about anything. Whatever is on our hearts and on our minds, we've got the liberty to go to God and talk about it all for ourselves. Are y'all hearing me? Even if you got to talk about him, and that's what he's talking about. He said, I'm going to ask you about you. I need to understand why and how you do what you do. See, it ain't, you might as well go on to God and talk about it because he knows what you're thinking anyhow. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? You might, might as well go on and ask him. We, we just got through singing it. We just got through singing it. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord. Are y'all hearing me? Take it to the Lord. And Brother Jeremiah has a problem with God. And rather than sitting around sulking about it, rather than quitting the ministry, rather than looking for an alternative or looking for another God, he took his concerns straight to God. But learn something from his approach. Learn something from his approach. He approaches God to talk to him about God and look at his approach. You see, no matter what concern we have with the Lord, you got to keep it in mind that he's still the Lord. Are oh, y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. When you got a concern, you can carry it to him, but you ought to keep it in mind that the, he is the, the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We got to remember that we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. You, yeah, I'm trying to help you so when you do go to God, you go to him right. 
You see, even, even my earthly father, that was a certain way that I approached my earthly father. I didn't, I didn't walk up to my daddy just any kind of way. Are y'all hearing me? That, that was a certain respect. Yes, sir. Are y'all hearing me? I, that was a certain respect that I had to have even going to my earthly father. Well, if I respect my earthly father like that, you got to go to God right. <clears throat> Listen to Jeremiah's smooth approach. He's, he's smooth in his approach to his father. He says, uh, righteous art thou. It's right out of the book. First thing, let's get this out of the way, God. I want you to know that I know that you are righteous. Righteous art thou. Uh, yeah, you're righteous and in all that you do, all that you say, and nothing that I'm going to say to you right now is going to change the fact that you are righteous. Even though I'm coming to you with my concerns, I know that you will be righteous in your response. Always have been and always will be. He's setting the stage here. Let me make sure I approach God right. Says now, since we've got that established, that you're right in whatever you do. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 now I want to talk to you about something. I, I want to talk to you concerning your judgments, how you do things. Not not about any judgment you have made. Not that you made a wrong judgment, but I, I want you to help me understand. How you go about making your judgments. Lord, here's my question. Let me just come right out and ask you, Lord, why do wicked folk have it so good? That's what I want to know. Why? That's my question. Why do the wicked prosper? Are y'all hearing me? He's approaching God, saying, God, I'm looking at all this stuff going on. Why are wicked folk so prosperous? Why are evil men so happy? Why are sinners successful? I just want to know, God, why? You're in charge of all of that. I want to know why it is. Now, now, now we could sit here and Fold our arms and be all judgmental, Jeremiah, but don't sit there and act like you ain't wondered the same thing. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? Oh, it has. It has crossed your mind. You, you thought about the same thing. Why is it that folk who care nothing about the Lord? Are you hearing me? Don't even profess to know the Lord, and they seem like they're happy all the time. Don't tell me you don't wonder. You don't wonder why. Jeremiah here raises a question that I believe that has been a thorn in the flesh of believers in every age. Why do wicked folk prosper? Why do wicked folk seem to get along so well? Here's a question that puts a spotlight on the equity of God. How can God allow evil men to flourish while good men suffer? How can people 
who have schemed and plotted and who are set on destruction of this nation and even the world walk away with millions of dollars and the people who work for them every day for an honest living find themselves footing the bill for their craziness. Are y'all hearing me? How can folk who are making a mess sit back and criticize folk who are trying to clean it up? It's a perplexing question. It's one, it's a question that has been around for a long, long time. As long as man has existed, the question has been around. Job raised it in Job 21. He said, Lord, why do wicked folk live to get old? Job brought it up. Are you hearing me? The psalmist raised it in Psalm 73. He said, it made me mad. I, I almost slipped when I looked and saw the prosperity of the wicked. And be honest, you, you, you've been there. <laughs> you've been there. You've been there at that point, that breaking point where you wonder, God, I'm trying. God, I'm serving you. Why are the wicked seeming to prosper? People on your job with no scruples who would do anything, say anything, lie, backbite. Yeah, and they are the ones that get the promotions. Why you train them and you in the same place. Why do the wicked prosper? Oh, yeah, you've wondered. You've wondered. Drug dealers driving around in your dream car while you're trying to get up enough money for Uber ride. You've wondered. You, you've, been, you've wondered it. It has crossed your mind why do the wicked prosper. But note, note here that Jeremiah didn't let it build up inside of him. He didn't walk around with a bad attitude. He just took it straight to God. And there are a lot of folk who have become bitter, become bitter and have developed nasty dispositions. Because they feel deep down inside that God ain't being fair. Their talk, the problem with them is that they talk to everybody but God. You got to go to God with it. You got to talk to God about it. Jeremiah. Jeremiah took it to the Lord saying, Lord, just help me out with it. All I want to do, I just need to understand it. Just help me understand how you do things. If you're, if you're doing it, I know that it's got to be just, and I know that it's got to be right. All I need you to do is help me understand your judgments. Teach me your ways. Look at his reasoning. His reasoning is, verse 1, he says, why do the wicked prosper? Why do you allow wicked folk to be happy in their wickedness? You, 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 you have planted them, verse 2. You've planted them, and they've taken root. They, 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 they couldn't do what they do if it wasn't for you. Y'all hear me? They grow and bear fruit. They're, they're fruitful. They got plenty of stuff. While you're on their lips, God, you're on their lips, but you're far from that rain. In other words, God, they talk about you. 
They call your name, but they ain't going to do nothing you say. But then Jeremiah begins to draw a contrast. But on the other hand, Lord, you know me. You know me. You know my trials. You know all about my heartaches. You know my every pain. But you also know that all of my suffering and all of my suffering, I have never allowed anything to turn me away from you. Jeremiah is not complaining about his struggle. He's just wondering why the wicked folks seem to be delivered from struggling. He he ain't complaining because he's struggling. I I just want to know why wicked folk seem like they're not struggling even like I am. Verse 4, look at verse 4. Jeremiah even seems to address this modern issue of, uh, of, of, of climate change. And I look at it. He said even back then, he said the land is in mourning. Their greed and their wickedness is even affecting the environment. Their greed and wickedness has no boundaries. They, they will destroy land. They'll pollute the water. They're even destroying the climate. Are y'all hearing me? Just to get another dollar. Jeremiah, up to this point, he's laying out his concern before the Lord. But then in verse 5, the Lord responds. Let me tell you something. You talk to God, he'll answer you. In verse 5, he, he, he responds and and we can't go into a whole lot of detail here, but just to consider his response in verse 5. Listen to this response. Sort of a strange response. He says, uh, Jeremiah, I heard you. I hear everything you're saying, but let me ask you a question. If you have run with footmen and they have wearied you, how then will you contend with horses? Are y'all hearing me? Jeremiah, if you, let, let me explain warfare to you in Bible time. The warfare was that, that whenever there was a war, if there was a large army, they, they didn't send heavy artillery in first. They would send footmen in first. And, and, and what the footmen were to do, they just went in. They knew they weren't going to win nothing. They knew that they, all they were to do was to just to wear you down and by the time the footman wore you down, then comes the horses. Are y'all hearing me? Jeremiah is saying to him, if you have already let the footman wear you down, what are you going to do when the horses show up? Are y'all hearing me? God is having to take Jeremiah back to his original mission. He's having to refocus Jeremiah. Jeremiah, You've, got, you've gotten so caught up in observing, observing the mighty and the mean that you're losing sight of your mission. Are y'all hearing this? You, you are taken, you're so taken away by the jubilance of the unjust that you are losing sight of your journey. My brothers and my sisters are all of us who are saved, all of us who are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost would do well to remember that we are on a mission. Are y'all hearing me? If God has saved your soul, if you're living for him now, he has a job for you. We are here on a mission. 
Yeah, yeah, to remember that, yeah, it would do us well to remember that God has called each of us, yeah, to a life of purpose in this world. And that purpose that he has called us, that purpose that he has saved us for, has, uh, yeah, for, that he has for our lives, it doesn't have anything to do with what folk are doing around us. Y'all ain't hearing this. I said, what God has for you and what God has called you to do and what he saved you to do ain't got nothing to do with what anybody is doing around you. Jeremiah, saying, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, uh, uh, we need a, a realignment here. <laughs> you know what happens when you're driving your car and sometimes it's pulling to the right or pulling to the left and you can't get it. Yeah, you have to take it and get it realigned. And he's saying, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, yeah, yeah, we've got to, we've got to realign you. We've got to get you back to the mission. Jeremiah, I have called you and set you over the nations. I've called you and set you over kingdoms. And here's my instruction to you. I set you there to root out, to pull down and destroy, throw down and to build and to plant. That's what I sent you there to do. But somehow you've gotten off your mission. Somehow, Jeremiah, you've gotten distracted by the wickedness of others. Uh, and now you are here worrying about what wicked folk are doing. Are y'all hearing this? What? What you don't understand, Jeremiah, what you don't understand, Jeremiah, is uh, that, 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 that really, I got, let me go on to be honest, since you asked, uh, Jeremiah, it's going to get worse before it gets better. It's right there in the book. It's right there. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And if you're flailing, and if you're flailing and complaining in the scrimmage game, what are you going to do when the real game starts? Are y'all hearing me? If you're having trouble with men on foot, what are you going to do when horses show up? I need you, Jeremiah. I need you to focus. Need you to focus. Get your eyes off of what the wicked are doing and refocus on what I have called you to do. He's saying, Jeremiah, this is what he's saying. Jeremiah, I need you to stay focused. I need you to stay focused. You, yeah, you, you don't understand my way, but you stay focused. My ways are not your ways, but you stay focused. My thoughts are not your thoughts, but you stay focused on what it is I save you for. Your, your sight is limited. Your sight is limited from where you are. You can't see what I see. I'm talking to somebody. Yeah, yeah, Jeremiah, you have to understand, I'm God. I sit high, I look down low. You can't see. You can't see what I see. I'm, I'm almost through now. I'm almost through. If you ain't shouted yet, you probably ain't going to shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was watching the TV the other day, and, and, and it's amazing now, all this technology we got. Uh, that they, they can somewhere, anywhere, yeah, out in California, anywhere, they start these, somebody break the law and they have these car chases. And they'll break in on your program. And all at once you're sitting there watching a car chase. Yeah. And those cars are going everywhere. They're trying to run from the police. And, 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 and here's the strange thing. The police that are chasing them, Sometimes he'll lose a car, he'll lose them, and another one will pick him up. And they'll lose, he, yeah, sometimes they don't know which way he's going, but here's the problem. 
And the reason why yeah, yeah, this fascinates me, uh, news media, they, they team up with the police, and they have what they call this eye in the sky. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. It's a helicopter, and, and it just sort of hoovers over everything. So, so, so the reason why the crook can't get away <laughs> Yeah, if, it wasn't, if he was only dealing with the cars on the ground, he'd probably get away from them. But there's an eye. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. There, there's an eye in the sky. And that eye in the sky is telling every turn they make, every move they make. They might get away with it, but there is an eye. <laughs> Y'all, ain't. Y'all ain't hearing me. Well, let me... Let me, let, me carry, let me carry it a step further. Let me carry it a step for you. This blessed me this morning. It just occurred to me that, that all of this technology is going on. There's an eye in the sky. But it occurred to me just this morning that I'm sitting here in my favorite chair in my house at 5609 watching what's going on out in California on the ground because there is an eye in the sky. And the reason I can see it is because I'm tuned in. (laughs) Y'all ain't hearing me. The reason I can see it is because I'm tuned in to the eye in the sky. Brothers and sisters, uh, you can stop complaining so much if you stay tuned in to the eye in the sky. I wonder if I got a witness up in here. Every now and then, he'll let you see a little of what's going on. If you stay in to the eye, if you stay tuned in to the eye that's in the sky. Are y'all hearing me? There is a God who rules above with a hand of power and a heart of love. Are y'all hearing me? Yes, there is a God who sits high and his eye is on the sparrow. And I know that he's watching. Are y'all hearing this? Don't worry about what's going on with the wicked. Yeah, just know that there is a God yeah, who has his eye on all of it. Yeah, are y'all hearing me? And if I'm right, he will fight my battle. Yeah, don't worry about what's going on right now yeah, because there is already a victory in sight. Yeah, are y'all hearing me? Yeah, what you don't understand is that the battle has already been fought. Yeah. And the victory has already been won. Yeah. It was won one Friday. Yeah. I don't care if it's cross. Yeah. Where Jesus died, yeah. laid him in a borrowed tomb. But early Sunday morning, yeah. he got up with all power in his hand. Yes, yes. Wherefore? Stay focused. Stay focused. Stay focused. It's hard to zero in on wickedness and keep your eye on God at the same time. Got to fix your eyes. Fix your eyes on him. He's still in charge. Stay focused on what it is he saved you for. He saved you to help this world. He saved you to be the salt of this earth. You got to stay, stay focused. If you're here, if you're here, unsaved. If you're here 
and you have not accepted him as Lord and Savior of your life, let me invite you today to turn it all around. You need to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. He'll turn it all around for you today. If you're here, let me invite you to come. The door is open.